Checkmate. Checkmate. Check. This is the Chestnut Checkers podcast. Checkmate. Learn a new mindset to create wealth. We need to be more independent thinkers, man. Passive income. Mathematics is precise. A successful business. Chess moves. And money management strategies. This is Chestnut Checkers. We got some very serious stuff we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about Bitcoin, we're going to talk about Ethereum, we're going to talk about the metaverse. We're going to talk about some things that's happening right now in the world of crypto that's kind of scary and it is kind of concerning. We're going to talk about the three-day MACD that just death cross, right? And that's what's happening right now. And, and I think somebody just said it, Joe Josh Speed explained exactly what's happening. Now, it just crossed to what's called a death cross. That means that Bitcoin is going to continue to go down. And we're going to talk about what we can do to prepare. And we're going to talk about what the factors that caused it to happen. There's a bunch of things. The MT Gox thing also. I want to talk about that. The first, one of the biggest things, the MT Gox thing, right? And that's going to probably cause some downward pressure. The MT Gox thing is a big deal, right? Now we're going to go back to 2013. Just about the four market cycle, four phases of the market cycle that happens. It's going to be in my book that comes out. So... The four phases are accumulation, markup, distribution, markdown, and we know that these cycles repeat themselves. In mark accumulation is where the rich, the elite, and the wealthy invest. The markup is when they start making their profit. The distribution is when everybody else gets involved. Markdown is when everybody that got involved late lose their money, and the cycle starts all over. We know at the beginning of accumulation, we know that all this bad stuff happens. The news is bad. We know that the rich, the leading the banks will do things to push down an asset and get it as low as possible so they can accumulate. So they'll stack things on top of it. It'll be one thing after another after another during accumulation phase to get that price down so the rich, the leading the banks can get in at the cheap prices and make their money on the web. It's a cycle as old as time. Ever since the financial markets were created, this cycle started and the rich continued to get richer and richer by doing these things. So what's happening now is that there's a lot of things happening in Bitcoin. They're trying to kill it, get it low as possible. And one of the reasons, one of the ways they're doing it is that an old thing that happened back in 2013, they've been saving up. They've been saving it for waiting for crypto to go down and they're going to release it like an atomic bomb on the water. Now, I got into crypto in 2011. It was my first experience with the four market cycles. So I got in like $80. I got up to like two, $300. I thought I was doing good. I think it went up to 1000 around 2013. So I was like 11, 12 times up. I didn't know about the market cycles back then. So 2013, I woke up one morning and Bitcoin was crashing. I'm like, why is it crashing? It's been going up solid for two years. Why is it crashing? Well, what happened was there was an exchange. The only Bitcoin crypto exchange in the world at the time called MT Gox. And it was the only exchange that existed at the time. And that exchange got hacked. Somebody got in there and they sold $50 million worth of Bitcoin. It could have been the government. It could have been whatever. I don't know who did it, but they didn't know who did it at the time. They didn't know who did it then, right? So... After 2013, they years and years they're searching for who stole this money. Then some, luckily they found it a year or two ago, and they're waiting to release it and give it back to the original people. Now, that doesn't sound like a good thing. Wow, you know, they're going to give it back to the people who got their money stolen. That's a great thing to do. But it's not about that. Now, let's think about the environment in 2013. Bitcoin was two, $300. So if I had 10 Bitcoin... That was $3,000 back then. Now it's 200000 What do you think the people are going to do that gives all that Bitcoin back from 2013? Right? They may have only had two, you know, 10 Bitcoin for 3000 Now they got 200000 in there. 
They're going to dump it as soon as they get it. Some people are multimillionaires. Some people offer up a few thousand dollars. They're going to dump it as soon as they get it and push the market down so the rich, the elite, and the banks can get their crypto cheap. That's what's happening right now. Now, they're not going to kill it, but they're going to push it down low. They're going to get it as low as they can so that they can get their money and trick us again. But the thing about it is that we're a little smarter now. We've been doing this for a while. We know what's coming. We know the four market cycles now. So now we can use this opportunity to ride the wave right with them and get rich with them too. If we use the right mindset, we keep calm and we see what's happening right in front of us. Right? And that's how you beat them at their own game. They want you emotional. They want you scared. They want you frightened. They want you panic selling. My book actually talks a lot about this. That's what they do. They've been doing it for years. And then the news comes out, negative this, negative that. The reason why some of us made so much money in 2020 with Riot, Mara, Bitcoin is because we understood those four markets. But this is all what it's about. Now, the way that they control the masses is a very trickful way that they do it. I don't even know if trickful is a word, but I'm going to say it anyway. It's a way that they do it, right? It's that they use you. They want you emotional, constantly emotional. And the way they keep you emotional is to keep you watching TV, keep you in the sports where you're cheering and up and down all day, keep you with cheap food in your system. So there's the sugars and the carbs keep you excited and scared all the time. This is all part of the pattern. That's the way that they keep you down. They want to keep you at an emotional state your entire life scared this fear and greed they want to keep you in that so they can sell to you they can keep you down they can make you invest in all your money in 401ks because you know with 401ks they get richer to the average person i talk about this in my book too the average person over their lifetime pays one hundred and thirty thousand dollars to the banks to manage your 401k over your lifetime now who knew that you don't know those hidden fees why do you think they come into your workplace and look, this is John. John gets a, he's 25. He invested his 401k his whole life. And now he's a millionaire. Why would they care? You think they're there to help you? Nah, they there to get to $130,000 for you. They're going to get over your lifetime. That's the point. Why do you think they push 401k so much? I want you to, don't take my word for it. Look it up. They get $130,000 off each person for their lifetime to manage your 401k. There's fees in the back end. Even if you don't pay them directly, your job is paying them. That's money they could have paid you. So regardless, it don't matter where the money's come from because they're getting it from you one way or another. That's why they push that 401k system. They use the, and they use fear to get you to invest in, put it, to max out your 401k. And then what thing they do is that all this whole system is made to keep you out of the game until you're 65. Now, once you're 65, you got a million to make you realize that that million ain't worth a million no more because inflation ate it up. I need more money, my medical bills. It ain't worth that much. I'm six years old. I could barely get out the house. I can't even move. I can't buy it. I can't travel like I used to. Once they got you there and you realize, you're smart enough now to realize, well, I think I messed up. I, maybe I should have just in, invested. Maybe I should have invested in some more riskier assets. Maybe I should have built businesses. Maybe I should have been more aggressive with real estate. But you're 67 at that time. 
and they kept you out of the game your entire life. It's too late now. While they was on the sidelines saying, whoa, 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 invest in your 401k, keep your head down, you'll be okay. The rich man is over there doing the opposite. Just, no, be humble. Don't, don't talk about your successes. Be humble and, and happy with what you got. I'm going to go over here and get on my yacht, though. No, nah, you, you know, you don't have to buy all these luxury goods and, and nice cars. You know, just be humble and buy it. But I'm going to go over here and get in my Lambo. But, you know, that's not good enough for you, though. So many millionaires I've heard say that exact same thing. Dave Ramsey got a $50 million house and got a $1.5 million worth of cars, but he wants you to save. No, you don't go to Starbucks in the mornings. Make your own coffee. Take your own lunch to work. Eat celery all day. Don't eat out ever once a year. Cut those coupons all day. That's what he wants you to do, but Dave Ramsey don't live like that. <laughs> but you can because you're not like him, you know. He's better. So I want to talk about a few things before we get started. We want to talk a little bit about the metaverse. We're going to talk, about the, we're to talk some more about the halving cycle. Now I want to talk a little bit about some plays we can do in the metaverse because there's a $100,000 opportunity in this metaverse that's happening right now. And I'm explaining to you why. I'm telling you right now, I promise you. If you make your moves today, I'm talking about not today for the next year or so. If you make the right moves, you position yourself well. You look at it, keep your eyes open, keep your ears open, and you make the right investments. I promise you, before 2025, you have $100,000, $200,000 in your account and starting with less than $10,000. All you have to do is pay attention and make the right moves. It's not hard, and I'm going to lay it out for you today, a whole battle plan, a whole blueprint over the next few years. So I want to talk a little story. I've already told this story before. I want to break it down. I want to tell it again, but I want to talk about it from a different aspect. I'm going to tell the same story. I know some of y'all will be like, I heard this story four or five times, but I'm going to explain a different aspect to this story that's going to make more sense. Now, when I was a kid, and I always tell this story, it's a story about the ability to see what's coming, putting yourself ahead of the crowd and making money before everybody else is caught up to you. My brother with kids back in Tennessee, big thing in Tennessee. It was Easter egg hunts. And Easter, it was a big thing back then to have an Easter egg hunt. And it was huge in the church. So after the service was over, after Easter service, they would line us up all in front of the church. The pastor would scream, go. Whoever got the most eggs would, would give it a prize. I don't know what the prize was. It was just some type of prize, right? So I'm about six years old. My brother's like four. So we're about to do the Easter egg hunt. So my mom, single mom, you know, I didn't have a father going to be left when we were three. So it was just my mom, me and my brother. So she would, took us to church. My uncle was the pastor. So... We're in front of the church, pastor's about to scream, go. So my mom looks onto that crowd. She looks over, it's like a hundred kids on the line. She looks either way down the line. She realizes very quickly that all these kids, and like, remember that the eggs are lined up kind of like a graph out in, into the field, right? They're lined up in lines. You know, they didn't actually hide them. They just put them out there in line, lines. So everybody could just run out and just get all the eggs. They were in like a graph format, like a matrix. So mom looks out there, she looks at these kids, and she quickly realizes as soon as we take one step over this line, as soon as the pastor says, go, all these kids going to fight for these eggs right here. So what we're going to do is that she looked at my brother, too, got us close and said, look, when, when the pastor screams, go, we're going to run down to the end of the field. Then we're going to start there where there's no competition, where we're going to have to fight with nobody. So just take my hand. Don't look down. Don't pick up any eggs until I tell you. So the pastor screams, go, boom. So we run down the end of the field. She got our hands running down the field. Now, this is the part I want to talk about. Remember this. In this situation, the pastor screams, go. Everybody looks down and starts grabbing eggs. Now, my mom's running down the field. To everybody else, it looks like she's crazy. What is she doing? What, did, she don't know how the game works. 
Oh, she's crazy. That woman is stupid. Oh, man, she ain't even smart enough to know that all your eggs are right in front of her. Runs down the film. At the time, remember, she looked crazy, probably. Everybody's confused. What is she doing? So she gets down to the end of the film, and we start picking up the eggs, right? Now, there's no competition down there. All the eggs are easy. Now, after a while, we start getting all these eggs. A few kids start, a few parents start realizing. Then they try to follow us down there and try to copy the technique, but it's too late. We're already so far ahead. There's no way you're going to catch up. The game's up. We win the Easter egg hunt. But now the part I want to talk about is that in the early stages, it looks crazy. In the early stages, it may look like you don't know what you're doing. To, uh, to an outsider that doesn't understand the strategy. In the early part of the phase, in the early part, it may look like you're going to lose because you probably are losing. At the time, at the beginning, we were losing because people were down picking up the eggs and we were running. We were losing at that time, but we really wasn't because we had a strategy that was going to put us ahead to end. Now, I use this to talk about the metaverse, right? Is that the metaverse right now, Facebook stock is losing a lot of money. A lot of people are worried that this metaverse concept may not work. A lot of people are talking about how bad the graphics are, how bad nothing works, how the, all the environments are not unified and all this stuff, the technology is not there. Nobody wants to put on their headsets. Now, this concept is early in the race. It hasn't got to the point it's supposed to be. Now, it looks crazy at first. Mark Zuckerberg, now, I don't like Mark Zuckerberg. I don't like, look, I don't think much of him, really, to be honest. But with the metaverse thing, like all the stuff he's done in the past has mostly been acquisitions, and he copied Facebook from MySpace, so it's mostly been copies, but he is early on this, and I got to give him his play. Now, if this works out, I will respect him, just like I respect Steve Jobs and, and, and Bill Gates, because he's early on this, and he's taking a big risk. So I believe that he knows what he's talking about, but that angle is that she was so far ahead that sometimes when you're far ahead, people don't understand what you're doing. And that's what's happening with the metaverse. If the average person would say the metaverse is stupid. The average person would say it's not going to work. The average person would say, I don't understand it. But it's because we're so early that they don't see what's coming. And by the time, and just like my mom, by the time you realize that that strategy is winning, it's too late. No matter what you do, you will never catch up. That's why it's so important. This is my book talks about it. It's so important to be on the top of trends. It's very important because the people that are early on trends, whether it's Bitcoin, crypto, metaverse, stocks, or whatever, technology, AI, whatever it is, they get so far ahead that you will never catch up. The people who got Bitcoin at $1,000, $2,000, that's so fair. You will never catch up with them if you ain't getting into the market now. That's how it is. It's very important for people to be on top of trends early. It's almost so important to be on top of trends. You'd be better off investing in three new trends because if one works, you'll make all your money back for the other two losing. That's how important it is to be investing early in trends. Venture capital funds, that's their entire method of operation. We're going to take this money, invest in 100 startups. All it takes is one. All it takes is one. The other ones, we can lose 99 times as long as we make that one. All we got to do is win once. Like I said, metaverse, the stock, like people say, how can I get involved in the metaverse? How can I make this money? There's a lot of ways to get involved in this metaverse. One of the ways is investing in meta itself. Now, if the metaverse does 
work out like I think it will. Metaverse right now, the stock's down. And I believe that eventually after we get out of this bear market, that's going to get stocked that a lot of people are going to be kicking themselves over by not getting in early. Another thing is NVIDIA. That's a graphic processor company. And they're also doing work in AI. And I believe that's another way you can get in. I believe that stock's going to skyrocket by the middle end of 2023. And there's another one called Digital Realty Trust. And this one is a special case because this one is a company. It's DLR, is the trust. It's a company that, that invests in data centers, that the graphic data centers, the graphic servers that send out the, the server information for the metaverse. Now, what all this stuff is, Meta's not, but what when we buy NVIDIA and we buy DLR, it's a strategy called the pick and shovel strategy. And this is a strategy that I've used a lot to make a lot of money over my lifetime. And I talk a lot about it in my book that's coming out in November. But that book, like I said, we talk about the, what's called the pick and stru- shovel strategy. And I'm going to explain what that is. Whenever you do stock plays, money, anything in this life where you're investing or you're making a strategy or there's always a strategy that you do, right? But there's two categories of strategy. One's a technical move, one's a mindset move. Technical move is like we read the charts, we see that a certain stock is oversold and we buy into it, make our money that way. A mindset move is the ability to see something based on how you see the world. The pick and shovel strategy is a mindset move. That's what, that means that the way I see the world, I'm going to make a investment on. That's the easiest mess investments to make. It's training your mind to see the world in a certain way so when these opportunities come out, you can take advantage. Now, what I'm talking about is the pick and shovel strategy. 1849, that was a gold rush in California. Now, just like we talked about with my mom and at Easter, there was two phases in that trend. That was the first movers and the second movers, right? So the first movers went out to California and they got rich mining gold. They got a lot of gold out of the ground, made a lot of money. Now it hit all the newspapers, got all over the United States that there was gold found in San Francisco, highlighting stories of people that got rich, highlighting stories of people that made a lot of money. Now, during that time when that news got out, everybody came running like those second set of kids that saw what we were doing and tried to copy us. Now, once something hits the news and it's all in the news about people making money doing X, Y, and Z, it's too late. You're the second group of kids. You'll never catch up with the first. You may make a little bit of money, but you'll never make life-changing money that the first people did. But there's a certain play you could do on the second thing. It's called a pick-and-shovel strategy. That's what I'm saying. You have to understand how trends work. It's very important to understand how trends, how the waves come in, how the cycles happen, because then if you miss the first wave, you could come in on the second wave and do a pick-and-shovel strategy. What that means is that once a first wave's happened, you understand that a second wave is going to come of people trying to get rich like the first people did. So what do you do? You get on the supply side of things. You supply those people who are coming in the second wave. Now, the second wave of people that got rich in the 1849 gold rush was not the people who went looking for gold after it got publicized, but the people who sold them picks and shovels to the miners that were coming because they understood that the second wave is going to be unprofitable. But the people who supply the second wave are going to be profitable. That's a pick and shovel strategy. We apply that to our life. We know that the metaverse comes out. Something's got to be under there to support that system. That's where NVIDIA comes in. That's where that DLR, the Digital Data Center, Real Estate Investment Trust comes in. That's what Meta comes in. All these things that have to support that concept. So we can get ahead of the trend, make our money that way. But that's a mindset move. We talk about that in my book heavily. That's, it's very important that you understand how trends work because otherwise you're not going to see what's coming. All trends work the same. It's accumulation, markup, distribution, markdown. It's a cycle. But if you can see what's happening in a cycle, you can position yourself to make money in each phase. 
That's one of the most important things to learn about the world of investing in finance is understanding how trends and cycles work. That's why I teach it so much. It's very important. You can make a lot of money <laughs> not understanding how charts work, not understanding really how stocks work, really, not understanding kind of how crypto work, but you understand trends and market cycles very, very well and can see the patterns and you can make all your money like that. That's how important it is to understand that concept. It's very important. The last thing I want to talk a little bit about is BitGert. BitGert is actually doing extremely well. It was up 50% in the last seven days. And that's something that we talked about two strategy Sundays ago. We talked about how BitGert was going to do well. It's still very bullish. I still believe in it long term. We talked about BitGert, what, three or four weeks ago? We we're already up like 200%. And that BitGert is a very, very powerful crypto that's coming up. I can't give you no financial advice. This is what I'm doing, but I encourage all of you to take a look at BitGert because the thing about it, risk versus war-wise, it's a very good choice because it's like rank level number like 2,000 on the crypto charts. And to be honest, I'm not telling you what to do, not telling you what to buy, but it can almost only go up. Thank you for joining today's podcast. I really appreciate your support. If you want more wealth building information, education and tips in stock market, crypto, and other assets such as real estate, follow me on Instagram. And also on YouTube, this is the same name, Tall Guy Tycoon. That's T-A-L-L-G-U-Y-T-Y-C-O-O-N. The link is also in the description. Also, you can support this podcast by donations. That link is also in the description. I hope each and every one of you has a great week. And again, thanks for listening.